Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. It's the 25th of July, 2019. Five shopping months till Christmas, so make that a priority. Or make it a priority if you have a website and you want to get, and you want to get your sales together before Christmas. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing. And we're in uh, what should be the dog days of summer. But there's actually stuff happening out there, um, like <laughs> major, uh, major search updates and uh, Google kind of sort of working. And uh, um, I know it's been it's been it's been a busy ass week. How you doing, Dave? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Jim? Pretty good. Um, again, it's been a, it's been a busy, crazy week. Um, we should be in the dog days of summer, but I feel like I'm busier than I have been all year. Yeah, well, and I mean, uh, you know, we, we've, we've had a few updates, right? Like we, we've been talking about a few updates over the last, um, you know, number of weeks. Um, and, and I consistently said, well, I guess I'm glad, right? Like I'd prefer for, for clients to go up, but uh, I, I guess I, I'm glad that, that they've been holding steady. Man, this last update... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was not like that. The, uh, the, the one, and it's just settling down now. And I'll be honest, I had clients going all over the place, but like all over the place quickly, <laughs> like, like back and forth. Um, and got a, you know, Barry had, had oh, got to mention his name, Barry Schwartz, uh, over on search engine Roundtable and mentioned that it is starting to calm down. And, and he was right. Like the, the sensors that I monitor had also reported the same thing, which I was keeping a close eye on. Cause I'm like, and I got clients actually, actually moving with this update. Um, and thank goodness it, it is starting to settle. So, um, now it's time to, uh, to do some, some analysis, but for, for, listeners in the in the crowd um it might my, my first initial um instinct is this one impacted or, or seems to focus and and don't take this as conclusive this is more for our listeners jim i know you know nothing i say on on algorithmic updates is, is conclusive nor any of us but i probably just don't take this as conclusive this is just like first first glance because i'm i'm been working on other things and haven't had a chance to fully investigate it, but who won, who lost and the winning and, and losing um, certainly from, from our own client list here um, seems to have to do. Um, I don't know if it's with eat specifically, but it does definitely seem to lean on the a um, of the eat okay. uh, authority uh, of authorship. I, who wrote yeah. this stuff? Exactly. Um, and the authoritative, um, of the state, like we had, we had clients who were going up for some phrases down for other phrases and, and quick analysis. Um, the ones they went up for, I, I didn't, you know, obviously want them to go down for ones, but the ones that they went up for were actually gluts of terms that I was a little surprised they hadn't moved on previously. Um, and these are the ones that their site would sort of be considered authoritative for right and then and then you have these sort of you know we all have them these sort of like side terms that you, you happen to do oh you know okay for um but there's there's these core terms you know we have a, a client in 
um, artificial intelligence and terms related to specific, um, you know, sort of subsets, they dropped a little bit for, but all of their core terms they rose for. Um, so it, it is a, a little bit interesting to see that it does seem to be based on authorship a, a little bit or, or sort of the entity of the author and, and how trusted they are across your site and, and, and across the web as a whole. Um, but also just sort of the, the core topic, uh, topic of, of your site. And again, don't take this as authoritative listeners, but th this is what I, I'm certainly seeing on, on our client list. Um, when I'm looking at which phrases for specific clients who overall did better, um, but they still lost some ground and it seems to be uh, among the terms that they wouldn't be considered authoritative for. Um, and then they, they made some significant gains where the topic was one that they would be authoritative and that they are uh, an authority in that section or, or sector. Well, so this, 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 obviously that's a hell of a segue to my favorite quote, John Mueller quote of the week. Um, so there's been a series of updates since uh, since the beginning of the year, what, four or five up, uh, major update cycles, and each of them seems to have been focusing on uh, on, 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 the, on, 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 stuttering my way through the show, on EAT, um, on authority, on trust, and I'm forgetting the E part. I hate, I hate expertise. Your words. Thank you. <laughs> and they also, they all tend to focus on like sites that, um, are giving advice or telling people uh, what to do with their health, their money, um, their lives. And, oh, my goodness, we have, a, we have a term for that called your money or your life type of websites, uh, websites where the information better be authoritative because, you know, somebody is now drinking like, you know, colloidal silver and uh, they're, you know, either going to get healthy or they're going to turn blue. Um, Google doesn't want to give people to misadvise people or missteer people. And the last update, all these updates seem to have all, you know, they all seem to have that one connection is they're all relating to your money or your life sites. I'm going to postulate here that this is actually what we've been seeing is one major long update roll, just rolling out over a series of months. And they're hitting little aspects of it here and there. Um, tweaking, tweaking one part which leads to need, needing to tweak several other parts to accomplish their goal. Um, the quote from John Mueller, though, if you have one of these websites that requires expertise, authority, and, you know, trustworthiness, maybe you ought to just, just give me like, you know, just, just putting it out there. Maybe you ought to have somebody who really knows what they're talking about, write your content, like, you know, an expert in the field. <laughs> so if you have a site about constitutional law, well, you know, maybe have a lawyer write it. <laughs> what a novel concept. I know. They cost a lot of money, but they, you know, they use, they use really big words. So you're getting your money's worth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and they get paid by the words, so they use a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, indeed. And they use really long ones. So at least it's, it's worth it by the word, right? <laughs> um, no, seriously, if you're, if, you're writing a, if you're writing a health site, have somebody from the health field who actually knows what they're talking about. Because Google is, um, as, as, as we, you know, we witnessed um, anti-vax sites lose ranking on Google in the last couple of weeks. This happened. Whether it's, whether it's a, one wants to call it a political decision or a free speech decision, whatever you want to call it, the anti-vax sites have actually led to children not being vaccinated and an increase in completely preventable diseases. 
Google doesn't want to refer people to those websites anymore. They've actively demoted them. If there was an expert writing on, I don't know, um, vaccination issues, chances are they're not going to be an anti-vaxxer. Um, if you have a website, doesn't matter what your personal beliefs are. Honestly, we don't care. We're webmasters. I don't care what you think. But if you're telling other people stuff, um, have an expert write it or Google's going to get you because they don't want to refer people to stupid information. Is that is that a, is that a uh, fairly fairly accurate description, or am I being am I overdoing it here? Uh, no, I know I I think you're spot on, and it's interesting because I am going to correct something I had said earlier, but you, you made me think about it, and then John's uh, comment where I instinctively, when I was looking at our clients, went up and down, and and here's the specific phrases, and I was like, ah, this update seems to have hit the A. Nope, and it, it matches what John said. It, it matches what we're talking about here. No, it's the E. Right? They are expertise in very, very specific things. Right? Like they're, they're an expertise in this specific area. They are getting hit with some sort of, I guess it's not a false positive, it's like a positive false. Right? Like where, okay, Google hasn't quite figured out that this is actually a subset of AI, so they're dropping down in, in, in specific things. But uh, at, at the end of the day, yeah, no, I, I do think it, it would focus on the, and it does make sense that they would like, each one, if you think about the, the measurements that, that would be required, right? And, and I don't mean this to you because, again, like you know all these things. But um, for our listeners, um, the, the, the measurements that are involved um, with each of these things are fundamentally different. They all tie together. We keep talking about it as eat as if this is one thing, right? Like, and, I, and so I understand that if you were new in the industry or if you, you know, were a business owner, you're not like, caught up on all the jargon that you might go, oh, eat, it's a thing. No, each one of these things is a thing, right? And each yes. one of it has its own set of measurements and each one, like, it can be divided yes. into subclasses. Um, so I think that's why my, my correction and distinction of, of what I had said and, and when I'm really thinking about it, no, it, it would actually be the E portion. And there's definitely some problems with, uh, with the systems, right? I mean, there's always going to be. We, we could flash forward 100 years, you know, provided that, that you know, the 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 recent um, investigations ongoing into, um, you know, sort of antitrust sort of going on with the government that were, were announced uh, last night. Um, they sort of like destroyed a bunch of, of share values <laughs> of companies like Google. Um, but, you know, provided those don't go through, if we flash forward, um, there's still going to be problems with the system. There were, you know, back in, I don't know, when we got our start, Jim, what was that, like 98, 99? You were ahead of me by a good year, two years. Um, you know, there were bigger problems. We've got less problem, different problems. I won't say less. We've got different problems now and certainly less easier to manipulate. <laughs> but, um, I don't want to sound like too much of an old fogey. And, and, and what I'm saying is, is as much nostalgic as it is fact, most certainly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, call, I'll, call my, I'll call myself on my own BS here. But mm-hmm. in the early days of the web, um, there was a greater respect for the sanctity of information than there is today. Information, it wasn't as disposable as it is today because it was actually, it took longer and you actually had to work at it to put the information out on the web. You had to code this this by hand. You didn't have social media distributing it automatically to everybody's friend and probably your grandmother's too because you forgot to regulate who it was being sent to. Um, People treated information differently than they do today. So search engines 
were able to treat information differently than you know. You know what search engines were worried about? They were worried about you keyword spamming. They were worried about you being so true to the topic um, that, like, you know, you just threw the word all over your page. They were worried about that. They weren't worried about you. Um, well, actually, they were. They were worried about. They 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 were completely worried about like uh, adult sites taking traffic away from children's hospitals, and 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 that's understandable. <laughs> um, but uh, 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 today, Google is honestly Google has to worry about. Oh my God, we caused an outbreak in, of uh, we caused an outbreak of of diphtheria in Oregon because we didn't have some kids just didn't make it to the end of the Oregon Trail there because we were pushing anti-vax stuff. Um, I, could you imagine being a fly on the wall for the conversations in Mountain View or at Facebook or at any of the, uh, any of the big tech houses around issues like this? It must, it must be horrible because you have to respect freedom of speech, but at the same time, what these people are saying is bunk. And this is the, I think we're in a really weird era when it comes to search and, inf and information. We are, we are, and the, the challenges that they face are astronomical. Facebook probably the the is the one I feel most sorry for um, in this one. Oh, um, well, poor Facebook. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, okay, you know, it's, I don't really feel sorry for them, but um, in, in the in the challenge of it, I think it becomes sure. more problematic. Um, and I was reading some statistics, and a, a study was done. Um, and part of the problem, here's an interesting fact, and, and our listeners may be interested as well, is the baby boomer generation is seven times more likely to spread fake news. Like, actually yep. fake, where they, it, it is just, it's not opinion fake, it's flawed in its statistics. It's factually wrong. Um, They're seven times more likely than millennials um, to share that information. Uh, and, and you look at sort of the, 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 the sort of breakdown of, of trust of media right now. Um, and it's among the millennials as well, which at first I thought was interesting because they're not as, as predisposed to sharing fake news. And I'm like, Oh, right. But it's, it's the baby boomer generation that owns all the media outlets right now. I mean, there's, you know, in yeah. fact, there's a lot of exceptions, right? But they're the ones that own the mass media and they're the ones sharing this. And these people's parents are sharing it and they're watching this sort of like, okay, like, no, this isn't actually true. No, just, just, just a quick spot check. will tell you like most of us can just read the title and go, mm, no, <laughs> no, well, that's, that's not right. I, I, I can't honestly, I can't explain the other baby boomers. If, if there is a, uh, a generation that should be more, more media literate than any generation that ever existed, it should probably be them because they grew up with all of it. Then there's folks like us, the Gen Xers. We grew up with like, you know, color TV was the big innovation for my generation. Um, and then we got cable. Woo. Um, <laughs> but we're highly media literate because we've grown up immersed in, in a uh, yeah. media a media saturated world our entire lives. Um, Dave, you and me, our lives have been entirely defined by advertising. Yeah. Everything we understand, everything we know, everything we see uh, and believe is 100% affected by Cadbury Kit Kat commercials. <laughs> I really hope Cadbury makes Kit Kat or I'm going to feel like an idiot. Mm -hmm. um, 
<laughs> but uh, but but it's true. They're like like everything is is soap commercials to us, and we compare everything because of the society we grew up in, and we we are the information that 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 um that we absorb. So imagine being a uh, a millennial or a uh, 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 what's the newest of Gen Z, Gen Z. Yeah. Imagine being one of them, and 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 being exposed to the clown car that we call society today, that we call society's information today. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be pretty turned off too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you have to, there's just, and then we can move on to more search stories, but my, pet probably peeve, should. I'm just going to like launch into my pet peeve is, is if you will look at it and, and you can go either direction, right? Like you can go to, you can go to Fox, you can go to Huffington. It doesn't matter. You're going to see the same comments. If, if you read the Mashable, whatever. And it'll be somebody or generally multiple people ranting and going, this is just clickbait crap. Uh, or, or, or this, you know, and I, I, I look and I go, but, but you've just engaged with it. <laughs> Actually, if you want to impact the change that you're talking about wanting to impact and have like an end to clickbait crap, uh, stop engaging with it. <laughs> and then, and then it, it stops working because it won't show up in people's feeds as often. So. Humans are so much fun, eh? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, we got, we got time right. for a real story. Then we got to go to break. And this one actually sort of, sort of, sort of hits this humans are real fun to play with thing. Google, you ever, you ever gone through um, a uh, 301, like inspected a 301 file and you found like page A linking to page B, which, uh, or redirecting to page B, which on the next line magically <laughs> redirects back to page A? Yeah. That's called a redirect loop and it's stupid. <laughs> Google thinks it's stupid too and so when Google comes across it um, it used to be like this is back in the olden days of say like um, five or six years ago Google would get caught in it for about a half second which in Google time is a hell of a long time and then it would like just go away and never come back again because who wants to do that ever right um, it would spot it would spot the mistake and say screw this I'm never coming back again but it would get caught in the mistake for a couple seconds and at a Google scale that costs a lot of money, so they would probably take a dim view of a website that did that to them frequently. Right. No longer a problem. Google now completely ignores redirect loops. Which is perfect. And, and for listeners who may not know how they would cause one, I actually have created many of them in my, in my life. Fortunately, I know they, they happen, but um, one of the most common ways that you will accidentally create a, a redirect loop um, is through WordPress if you're using Yoast um, is it, it, a common one. Um, and it'll happen often if you create a page, change its name, and then change it back. Right? Like if you're, if you're sort of duplicating pages and then changing them back, where basically you've changed it, it's going to create a new URL, and then you change it back. And basically it'll create a redirect when you change the name, and then it changes it. It creates another one if you change it back. And, and then, and then you have, you have chaos, right? Like, and I, I, I've seen it. Clients do that often. And then a client with an SEO or a client with another person combination where they'll just change their name to create a second version. Like they'll duplicate it. Yep. Another one. And then all of a sudden you're trying to switch it back. And if you forget, you send it into this infinite loop. Um, so very good of them to get a grip on that. No, yeah. it's good at okay. Google to get a grip on that. Sort it out, but good on Google to, to, to get that, that sorted out. I'd love to see Yoast add in just a checker for that and go, you've got these infinite loops on your site. So remember, Google isn't the only tool we use that gets screwed up by infinite loops. <laughs> um, so Google's ignoring them. Right. But Your users aren't. 
Oh, you're, no, you're, if your user gets caught in it, you're kind of well. I mean, like you're there's there's nothing to do for that page anyway. Just zoom, 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 you know. Um, but I mean, like seriously, like uh, I, you know what? One of my favorite old tools that I still love using um, is that uh, that old what is it? Uh, Zenu. <laughs> I, I'm looking at. I've got it on my desktop. Now, there's no way that you can deal with a retract loop. I can guarantee no. you, it will not deal with it well. Um, that report that takes forever to 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 render will never render. <coughs> okay. Speaking of rendering, we got to render ourselves over to a commercial break because it's uh, you know it's about twenty past the hour on that time of recording. Uh, friends, you are listening to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 25th of, of July, 2019. This is Jim Hedge from Digital, Digital Always Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Listen to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web College will be back after this short break. It passes before it's noticed a slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation, the heart as a beat, like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with Brian Massey and his guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedConsequencesPodcast.com and find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Jamming and spamming. Cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 25th of July, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing. And uh, so um, Google appears to be um, kind of <laughs> working. Google kind of sort of appears. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. That, that, that explains it. What the heck? Well, okay. 
in Google's, uh, this is the, 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 the season of Google's uh, discontent. Like, what the hell? It's broken again. <laughs> yeah, it's got two breaks. Why don't you cover the first one? I'll cover the second. Um, and that is the one that you can cover, the one that uh, we can't see. <laughs> oh, good. I was. I don't. You know what? I, I don't even know what the second one is. So I'm glad I'm glad I covering that one. Um, yeah. Uh, for some searchers, I don't even know under which conditions, but um, Google search results aren't entirely rendering. Um, they get half a screen. Um, <laughs> that's no really explaining it. The search just cuts off after four or five results and it's just gone. Um, Google's working on it. They're trying to fix it. Um, but I don't want to tell you beyond that. I know. I know. It's such a weird one. It will be really, really interesting to hear what causes it um, or what was the cause of it once, uh, once it comes out. Um, you know, I have a feeling it's just not playing right with a specific device or browser. Right? Like um, I don't know about that. It, it, this is in multiple browsers but i think it's a uh i think it's a how do, i think it's a template issue google's broken its templates is mm. my guess complicated systems um yeah. <laughs> and and now you you were bringing up and, and talking about uh the subject of some users can't really see all of google and wow. as it turns out all of users can't really see all of the news. <laughs> uh, so once more, Google uh, in the thick of things, some publishers, numerous reports. Hey, he gets mentioned twice. Uh, Barry Schwartz covered it over on Search Engine Roundtable. Um, numerous reports from publishers that Google is having issues indexing Google News. <laughs> so wow. once again, here we've been, I don't know how long since their last indexing screw up. Has it been a month? No, uh, it's been two weeks. So here we are again. Um, the problem, I, I feel for them and I don't at the same time. And I, I keep sort of coming to their defense and I do it every, every day with just the statement, these are complicated systems. I do feel sorry for them. They are complicated systems. But this is one area, especially when we're dealing with the news, um, that I go, you guys need to get on this, get it better. Like, something is wrong and you need to make sure this doesn't happen because it's news, right? It's not like somebody's going to get a, I'm going back to my affiliate marketing days, a different natural acne treatment than another, right? Like this is actually core information um, that people need to have. Um, and so that's, that's why I, I, I viewed these kinds as, as quite problematic when there was just a couple little issues. I mean, I was getting tired of it when there was that glut of like three major issues in like a week with their index. Mm -hmm. Um, but now here we have it again. Something is fundamentally wrong, um, and they need to build, I don't know, some sort of backup system just specific for news. Like, I don't care if you have failed index, like Dave's latest blog post for a day or two, right? Like, I, I really don't care, and the world won't either, right? But, you know, when, when we're dealing with, with publishers, um, you know, this, this is a, a significant issue, and I mean it leads me to why only some like what's going on in there, right? Like then that's a concern are, are different filters being applied to different publishers and why it may just well be a technical issue, but if not, why is that? And is it sector specific? Don't know yet, but um, 
you know, they, they need to sort this out and just come up with just a plain Jane. They didn't have these kind of indexing problems before, right? Like you, you remember, like, we never talked about this sort of stuff, even no. years back. So just build that system just for news and go, okay, we got a, we got a button to hit, right? Like, okay, news is now this, it's not going to, you know, be, you know, ranked maybe as well, but news is all in there and it's going to be, you know, sort of all the index is going to be there. You know, we might not be ordering it quite as well right now, but, I mean, can you imagine what would happen right now as far as, as conspiracy theorists if all of a sudden, if one of these, and let's say it's a technical issue, if one of these with the, that was having a problem right now was Fox, right? I mean, this is a huge problem, <laughs> right? Because it, it, would, it would just be reinforcing um, a perceived bias that, uh, that, that's talked about often by by certain certain people um and so you know if if these accidents even if they're just technical accidents happen and it happens wrong that's going to be catastrophic for trust um so they, they need to fix something in their system to make sure that this this kind of thing doesn't happen in in the area of news specifically anyway that's that's the end of my rant normally i'm a, I'm a lot more placated on the on well not placated but i'm a lot softer and stuff i got an understanding but well, this is, I mean, no, no, this is important. Like, like you're right. You're right about, you're right about one, uh, a number of things. One, th one thing for sure, this is a hyper-partisan time and um, people make up reasons when they can't see the reason for something happening. They just make stuff up to explain it. And uh, in, when you're in the position like Google, Facebook, um, any of the big houses would be in when it comes to um, treating information equally and fairly, then consistency is your only only protection. And if Google itself can't be consistent, then um, and then again, if it's a technical issue, it's a technical issue. Stuff happens. We're techies. Like we know better than anybody. Stuff happens all the time, um, and it, and should be forgiven as long as you try to fix it. But if you can't treat information consistently or you appear to not being treated not treated consistently you don't got a lot of trees to stand behind yeah and somebody not that this is going to happen to google because google's pretty uh google's pretty big but somebody might come along and start nibbling away at your lunch <laughs> now that leads us to the question if you were google would you rather fight a search engine the size of one search engine the size of DuckDuckGo or 100 search engines the size of DuckDuckGo. Not that it matters. DuckDuckGo is very, very small. Yeah, I mean... In, in, <laughs> the tough question. Sorry. But, I mean, it, it's funny. You, you would rather handle one large one, right? Like, because we saw how they... And I'm only going back historically, right? Like, to, to the days when you and I were we're cutting our teeth while well, you'd already cut your teeth. I, I, we didn't actually start at the same time. You were a couple years ahead of me. Hell, I'd lost like, it was about the same time now, but um, we, we saw what they did when there were a bunch of competitors. <laughs> yeah. to, to, most of our listening audience, unless you've been around for more than 15 years, you probably couldn't name more than, I don't know, you might know the Bing was MSN and you probably know Yahoo was a thing once. <laughs> like, that's, that's about it. Um, but, you know, you and I remember we were running ranking reports for 20, 25 engines at a time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it actually mattered. Yes, there were a dominant few, but the other ones actually mattered. Um, and DuckDuckGo, yeah, they're, they're not doing, you know, they're, they're not a 
threat per se, but I find it very interesting. Well, the reason um, I the market share they're grabbing. Exactly. The reason I mentioned them is market shares came out this week. And of course, Google um, dominates. Like we're talking 88% of the <laughs> market is owned by Google. In one way, it's not even, I don't even know if Google's servicing 88% of the market, but they own it. They might be taking somebody else's content and serving it to you. But um, they all, they're like 88% of all, you got it from Google, almost guaranteed, or YouTube, or a Google property of some sort or another. And then there's Facebook and all of their properties. And then there's like Bing. And then there's like, you know, all the other ones. And then there's DuckDuckGo, not even piercing a percentage of, of market share. Mm-hmm. But of all the groups out there, of all the entities out there, when you compare growth compared to its own growth, like so DuckDuckGo compared to DuckDuckGo last quarter, Google mm-hmm. compared to Google last quarter, Bing compared to Bing last quarter, of all of the entities being measured, DuckDuckGo Duck, 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 Duck grew the fastest, I guess, uh, per capita if there were, or per uh, per, per, per entity, per, per entity, I don't know how you pronounce that, but as an, as an entity to compared against itself, it grew faster than all the other entities. So, there's a movement happening at DuckDuckGo as minuscule as that might be. Well, indeed. And that, I mean, it was, it was large enough that they're now responsible. And listeners, like you, you have to imagine the vastness that is queries. Um, they're now responsible for 0.6%, but that's a jump over 0.3, right? Like that's, that's massive. Most of it's in mobile. And I, I was reading a, an SEJ piece um, on it and something I didn't know. And I was like, I never really thought about it, but they've been profitable for five years and now they've just doubled right. in in, in, in their size, right. Like in, in, in the, the, the searches that they're responsible for. Yep. That's, that's dramatic. Right. And and I, I think about, okay, 0.6, but that's people who are willing to switch an engine just for privacy, even though it can't serve them quite as well because you can't do that and preserve somebody's privacy <laughs> like, because you can't, you know, Google maps doesn't work as well. We've talked about that yeah. before. So, yeah, right? Like you can't with and maintain your privacy. That's fine. Most of us can, can get our way around. You know, we used to use paper, right? And I know I was the kid in the back seat who was responsible for the map. Um, <laughs> so, and I was that voice turn left in. That was me, except my voice was a lot higher pitched when I was six. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that was interesting. I, I love, I love seeing their, their growth i've used them they're good i don't use them all the time but uh but i they, I'm doubled, in, they doubled the like you said they're prof they were profitable at 0.3 percent of search share and they doubled it yeah so they got twice as much real estate to uh to show people ads on yeah um which is phenomenal that, that, that that's great for them uh where are we going next? so speaking of uh showing ads um google google uh Google Local is adding get a quote button to uh, local search panels. Yes, and yes. that's that is freaking excellent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, especially for guys for 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 guys like us, um, <laughs> that is excellent. Yeah, it's. I find it just fascinating, um, and and the things I like about it. I mean, it, it's it's for people who have messaging and and all that sort of stuff. Um. 
you know, I mean, you'd have to look into the requirements to get it added, but there, you, you can do it. Anybody can do it. This isn't, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of, sort of secret sauce. What I find really, really interesting, though, is, is this is coming, at, you know, at, at a time when Google has their verified people in, in specific sectors, and you can, you know, get, you know, reservations, you know, right through Google and, and stuff like that. Um, to me, this is going to be really, really interesting for them to be able to accumulate data on a variety of different sectors, right? Like, because we've all told them what category we are in creating, you know, through Google My Business, right? Like, we've gone, okay, and, and here's the category. Now, they're going to understand, okay, here's, you know, here's whether people want to get a quote, like, does it apply? What are they doing, you know, after that? Basically, start pulling user data on specific sectors in how that engagement process works. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see where this, where this goes in, in the coming probably two years. Um, it's going to be really interesting. And are they using it to accumulate data on more categories? Probably. Are they using it to get a better understanding of, okay, what is this process and how do we move that, um, you know, into, into mobile, into voice? Um, you know, are there specific questions that we can help people answer? Are there specific data that we should, we should change in the knowledge panel that people are asking to, um, you know, better understand, you know, whether they want to do business with a company, stuff like that, like just, just stuff that Google could now get a, get a better grasp on, um, on specific, specific companies. I, I find it just incredibly interesting. Okay. So about two years ago, Google uh, introduced a messaging feature in Google My Business um, so that uh, people could you know, uh, instant message with uh, potential customers straight from the Google interface. Yep. If you've signed up for that, and, and it's, um, there's a link uh, in the uh, recent story over at uh, Search Engine Land um, straight to a post from uh, 2017 that explains how to set up messaging. Um, if you've got messaging set up, though, um, Searcher finds uh, your information in the knowledge panel, clicks get a quote, and instantly you're communicating with them, um, selling them your services. So for a consulting business, um, for businesses like, like like all of ours, I think that, that, that that's, that's phenomenal. But imagine if you pull this off for one of your clients. Like, like, like you work with real estate firms or law firms or something. You know, real estate, I don't know. I hate working with real estate agents because they're so notoriously cheap. But if you give them one of these buttons, they will love you for it. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a simple one. Um, and of course, we all have to have to weigh off, right? Like, so before folks just go, "Hey, I want this button. Let's 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 go." I know my instinct. I looked at it and went, "Oh, all right. I guess I should do this." And then I stopped myself and I went, mm-hmm. "Do I actually have the time?" to manage yet another communication point, right? So I, I think, you know, with, with a real estate agent, busy office, you know, I don't know, here in Victoria, during day or whatever, right? Like, you know, cities have them. If you have a, like a large office, you're not, you know, you've got enough that you can, you know, su- support this. Great, do it. And, and I mean, you know, real estate, great example. The profit is high, right? So you can, you can deal with a few like annoyances um, in there. For myself, I looked at that and went, ooh, yeah, there's only like eight ways to get in touch with me. <laughs> like, do I really want to add another where they want instant, right? Like, and, and fair enough, they should. That's, that's what this is built for is it's meant to be very, very rapid. Um, do I want that commitment? No, um, was, was a decision I made. I may change my mind, um, you know, once, once I've, I've gone a little further in, but I do have clients. This will be 
quite interesting for. So, Absolutely. Okay. There's a bunch of other stories I want to get to. We won't be able to, though, not until we take a commercial break, because uh, it's about quarter to the hour at the time of recording. So, friends, you are listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. It's the 25th of July, 20, 2019, five more shopping months till Christmas. This is Jim Hedger from Enjoys Media, Dave Davies from BSUN Internet Marketing. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. We are back after these messages. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 25th of July, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Dejoy's Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, you threw up a neat link um, from the Adobe blog. I think this is the... Uh, first or second round of uh, statistics uh, coming in about voice assist, about about voice search. Yeah. Some interesting uh, stuff. Some it, interesting it is. Stuff. It is. Um, and and you, it, was, it was sort of predictable in, in a lot of what it had to say. Um, like it, it's predictable by anybody in the industry who knows UXy kind of stuff? Like I'm not a UX person by any by any stretch, but I, I kind of understand the gist of human beings matter <laughs> and how they use stuff. I can't fix things to make them more user friendly, but I can read analytics and go, "Ooh, that's not user friendly." Um, and a lot of what we're we were hearing um, in in that blog post on on the statistics sort of lends itself to some sort of interesting conclusions that I think some of it were false conclusions the right conclusions but people don't know what they want and, and it's sort of in a, in a you know if, if I ask people what they wanted they'd say a faster horse kind of way right so almost 94% consider voice technology easy to use is it really 
right? Like, is it? No, it's it's not actually. Voice voice is not easy to use, right? As soon as you want to do complex things, voice search is easy to use. If I go, okay, just a second, I got to, there we go. I just need to pop mute my my Google Home. Uh, you know, if I want to go, okay, Google directions to X Y Z restaurant, right? Like, okay, Google, yeah, that, why David's cell phone? <laughs> too late, it's muted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Um, you know, as soon as I want to get into complex tasks, it really starts to fail and fail fast. Um, you know, so it, it's getting better, but it's definitely picking up. It, its improvements are definitely being followed by user um, interaction. Users are using it for more stuff now, which I, I find interesting, um, you know, than they were just a couple years ago. But I, and you and I have talked about it before. I think we're just, almost there and the, it, it's not going to be we're going to stop this sort of slow growth of voice and it's just going to be ah, okay now there's a mass adoption right now but the technology hasn't quite caught up um with the the need people people don't know how to use it and the technology isn't usable in that way yet so well, i think that, that's the problem we're facing one thing i got out of this article that i think uh there's great stats in here but you know, order of operations in basic math, where you got to do like multiplication and division first, and then stuff inside the, or stuff inside the brackets and multiplication division, and then add addition and subtraction. Mm -hmm. It really affects the outcome. <laughs> so the way we get information in articles like this really affects the way we think about that information. Something I wish they put near the very beginning is this stat. Smartphones are the most popular device used for voice technology with 85% of users using it, using their smartphone device on a regular basis ahead of smart speakers, which is only 39% people use mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So, you know, you got like 85% of the people like, like 8.5 out of 10 um, or 17 out of 20 are happily using their mobile device, which they're really comfortable with. They carry it with them every day. They do certain kinds of searches on it. Um, but maybe the penetration of the home devices, um, of the Alexa and Google devices, is a little bit slower than, we, than we'd anticipated. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think part of the... Part of the, the, the the jump and then there's a couple different interesting other other side pieces but i think one of the 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 jumps will be as soon as people's use can move and and this is where i think the technology is is failing users right now right and it's, it's not the technology's fault we just haven't evolved it fast enough mm -hmm. uh, or, or as fast i mean we're doing you know it, it's evolving rapidly and i'm not playing any role in it so i'm not blaming anybody here but um, you know, it, it just, it's not where users, users need it to be. One of the things I find interesting and, uh, you know, for the, for the app developers, um, you know, in, in the crowd thinking about, about voice search, this is an interesting statistic. Um, one of the questions that they were trying to answer was, should voice assistants be human-like? Um, should it respond back and forth with us in a human-esque kind of way? Mm -hmm. Um, and statistically, um, only 51, like it was basically split, right? Like we're, we're within just the range of chance, um, 51 to 49 saying, yeah, it, it should. Um, and when we really think about it, like when, when I'm, I'm thinking about the, the psychology behind what, what I would be trying to create, 
Um, yes, it would be app by Apple will be a little different, but as a core technology, I'm using voice differently, right? Like, and, and I mean differently, like when I'm communicating with a human, there are certain intonations I, I'm going to have. There are certain ways I'm going to communicate. I need to be polite. I need to, you know, I, I will accept, expect this back. Um, you know, all of these things. When I have a, <laughs> I'm communicating in the same way I communicate with a human, but the only task of the thing I'm communicating with is to do my every bidding, right? Like turn on my lights, do this, do that, right? Like it, it, it's purely utilitarian, do I really want it interacting with me like a human being? No, I, actually, I, I probably don't, right? Like, okay, Google, turn on my lights, right? I don't want it to now respond in a way that almost just on a subconscious level is going to make me feel awkward for just making all these commands of it all the time. <laughs> like, so I, I don't really want a, 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 that, that sort of human-esque approach unless the app, you know, it, it would be app by app dependent, I, I, I suppose, but. Um, it, it's, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses or do we hit a point where, you know, I got data walking around me and, you know, I am polite with him because, you know, you need to, if not, he might call the SWAT unit on you or something. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, anyway, for, for listeners, it's at the blog.adobe.com. Really, really interesting stats. If you're interested in sort of the future of voice search, which we all should be, Absolutely. Um, or, or you're an app developer looking at, uh, at integrating some, some voice commands. Yeah, there's uh, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. The, 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 the voice search is is fundament is fundamentally fascinating. Um, what people are going to do with that now that's going to change the way we you know we all relate to uh, to, to, to to search. Mm -hmm. Speaking of changing the way you relate to search, you and Mary and Bill Hartzer <laughs> and I think Simon Heseltine and mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people yeah. had a. Uh, a unique, uh, a unique experience, um, and I know I know that there's boundaries here. I should actually probably turn video back on so I can see your face while talking about this, so I so I can see <laughs> where those boundaries are. Um, you and Mary and several others were uh, judges in the U.S. Search Awards. Yes, and um, if uh, if uh, my read of your comments at Facebook and Twitter are any indication, that was a kind of painful experience. You know what? And of course, it's more fun to talk about those. And also, you can't talk about the one. Like, it's more fun to talk about the times when you're scratching your head. And basically, you're almost saying, for any of my friends who are sharing this one with me, you know, let's let's all have a group hug here, safe space. <laughs> because you know, you know, some of them um, were a little sort of like, really, that's that's how you that's how you did that, eh? That's I mean, that's how you you presented that to me um you know and you're a marketer hmm. um you know but we, we didn't go on there and, and you didn't see me or, or anybody else sort of going wow and i just saw the best thing right like but we all did see the best thing as well so i just, uh, I, I did actually i wanted to get that question and i know you can't say anything about anybody good or bad but you guys wrote about everyone who was reviewing wrote about just painful i'm so glad i didn't sign up for this just painful like i can't believe we have to do this so just to make sure there were actually was good entries right oh there was, some, there was some fantastic things and i was a judge last year and what i find i can talk about last year because the, the the results are out but the same sorts of things will happen i just can't put them in any kind of context um 
last year I was, I had the opportunity to test some tools um, because I, I was a judge over, over specific tool sets. I now use two of them, right? Like where I, I was, I was now judging something for innovation um, last year and there it is, right? Like, Oh, okay. That's, that's very innovative. And, and sort of thought of some, some different strategies. There was a, you know, a PPC strategy. One of the winners from last year had used that I now use. Right. And so there are, there is some, some really genuine brilliance and, and the, the winners and, and I mean, even many people, and, and it's always kind of a shame when this happens, there were some people who couldn't win, not because they weren't amazing and not because I, I didn't have huge respect for them. Um, but just they were beaten out <laughs> by somebody who did just a little better. So yeah, you, you, you saw sort of going, Oh my, and everybody sort of needed to vent a little bit and just sort of go, Oh, you saw these ones too. And Mary and I were doing different ones and I'd hear her sort of mutter like, yeah, so you can do your job. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, we all do that. Like, don't explain to me what an SEO does. Right. And, and she wasn't doing that category. So I can sort of list that, but list it as, as sort of a blanket example. But like, um, you know, don't tell me what you do for a living. That's what we, you know, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> tell me why you do, you did that better, right? Like than, than anybody else, you know, in, in this case, then you did it better than anybody else in the United States. That's what you need to convince me of. <laughs> so, you know, and that's, that's tough. But yeah, to, to your point, I did see the best of the best to come out of the United States. So it, it, there, there was some really impressive stuff in there. Excellent. That's good. That, that's really good to know. The U S search awards are going to be awarded at PubCon, which is in, uh, going to be held in Las Vegas. When's PubCon? Uh, early September, is it? No, it's in October. Oh, just saying, you know what? I've got, I've got four conferences, and I'm like, I know I'm thinking of the wrong one right now. Um, like, as far as dates go, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give you the wrong date. So, um, but it, it's going to be, like, I, I've, I've looked at the, uh, the speaker lineup, and it is going to be just absolutely, like, well, you know what? I was going to say, it's going to be absolutely out of this world. You know what? It's actually, it's going to be absolutely PubCon. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, gone's always always pretty awesome. Yeah, it's seventh to tenth of October. Um, so that's that's it's in. They've got a counter. I love it. So it's in 144 uh, days from now. <laughs> so, so yeah, totally looking forward to uh, forward to that one. It's going to be uh, yeah, fantastic show. Yeah, amazing lineup. Um, okay, and that's it. We have gone. We have gone through the clock. Uh, full circle on Webcology. So, friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on the uh, 25th of July, 2019. This is Jim Hedrick from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsong Internet Marketing. Stick around, WebmasterRadio.fm. There's some great content coming up after the news. Uh, on behalf of Dave, I want to thank our amazing producer Brasco and uh, Darren and Brandy. Welcome home, eh? Uh, stick around, Webmaster Radio, folks. Have a safe week. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.